Hornswoggle was pretty big. Well, not pretty, but well, he's actually tiny. When I was about 10, he came up to me and he said, you know wrestling's fake, right? They're well-traveled, these wrestlers. How can you do this and still keep your body healthy and out of injury? We would plan our match out, like spot by spot, backdrops from the top rope. So I did that with him and it worked out really well. A good way to get heat is to be put in a rivalry with someone who has like what The Rock had. Those are the three main things that you plan, the beginning, the middle and the end. A good risk of getting injured in improvised sections. There's no point in having those skills in your repertoire if you can't I want to know what your wrestling journey has been like so far. Are you the best wrestler in Exmouth? <laughs> oh man, is this is a touchy <laughs> subject. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Movement Theories podcast. Today we are joined by a familiar name, but not a familiar face. This is... Jacob Perry, and if you've been listening to our podcasts, he comes up frequently as a member of our drama group. And as this is one of my last days here in Exmouth, we thought we'd get him on and we talk about wrestling and, very importantly, the similarities and differences of wrestling to acting. So, welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy. Okay, so before we get started on some of our first topics, Jacob, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, hello, I am Jacob Perry, and I am Josh's friend. Yes. Uh, <laughs> only, Josh's friend. only Josh's friend. I like, I like Josh, and that's about it. I've yep. been friends with Josh for a while. A very long time. And... Just, I love Josh. Yeah, you're familiar with Joe. And I know Joe, yeah. We know Joe. He's a guy and he's he's here sometimes and he's he's, right. he's, not, he's nice. He's nice. Pretty calm guy. Pretty calm. But I like Josh and we've done drama together. Mm-hmm. We've uh, grown through puberty together. <laughs> and uh, oh man, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been great. So that, that's me. We've we've got some a little game put together by the team. Um, I don't really know anything about it, so we're both gonna hear it for the first time because yeah. they were out of the room when they made it. So do you want to start? Okay, can you, ooh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I'm sure. <laughs> so we're going to, Joe and I have gone into the other room and we have collated some names collated. and you've got to tell us whether they're real names of WWE wrestlers or not. Whether like So they're real or fake? Yeah. That's, okay. So you answer real or fake. And so obviously some of them we found online are, are real names. Yeah. So surely up. you're gonna beat me at this. Oh yeah, you're. you're <laughs> I'm smoked. Too. You're smoked, bro. Because I know nothing. <laughs> is why I'm, I'm interviewing you. I didn't know anything. Finding out. That's why I googled it. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. So the first name. We're starting pretty outrageous. Beaver cleavage. Okay. Um, I'll give this one to you, mate. Well, both oh. Yeah. Yeah, we're both yeah, answering. See who gets the most points. Oh, it's um, it's 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 false. Thing is, I want to say false because Jacob said false. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Is it false? Right, we'll have Josh answer first. Okay, yeah. sure. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm going to say it's false. Uh, that is, in fact, a real WWE wrestler name. <laughs> You've done me there. <laughs> ja- Jacob's <laughs> reputation is already... Wow. <laughs> and that's the podcast over. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? So, yeah. nil, nil pois. Yeah. Second one, curry man. Okay, that is a bit racist, surely. No, um, 
Surely. No, that's not right. If it, it, it depends. It depends the, WWE back in back in the eighties, their company leader was a bit dodd. Oh, right, mm. maybe. But I've no, I've never heard of it, so I am gonna go. I am gonna go. You know what? Just from the yeah, I'm going. You know, I'm going through from the pure. Yeah, I'm gonna that's go outrageous. through. <laughs> that's outrageous. I'm gonna go through. So you're both saying true. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Yeah. Surely, surely, that's got to be. <laughs> okay. See, okay. I hadn't even thought about that. We don't. We don't even though. know whether he is uh, of uh, of Indian of descent. descent. Yeah. We just found. <laughs> we just found a list online of names and thought of. I see. Because imagine, like in the Sidemen, that's what Vic. Uh, the, light, <laughs> the, the light just ran out. Uh, imagine in the Sidemen, if that's kind of what Vic's nickname was. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> that would be terrible. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Next one. Risley Bear. Yeah, that's fake. 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 Yeah, fake. <laughs> <laughs> Who made that one up? That was. That was me. Okay. <laughs> one, one, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, everyone's got one point. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Hornswoggle. That's just so weird. You've it's it's I I I'm not 100, but I think that's true. Jacob only answered that one. Well, you can answer, but I thought we were going to get you to answer first, so Jacob didn't give it away. I don't know. We're going to go one by one. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so, yeah. I see. Then Jacob would be correct. Okay, so this is 1-2. You're currently on two points. I'm on one point. What's the next question? Because it's mine. Next one is Condiment King. Condiment King. That's... What are these names, man? Um, I think I'm going to have to answer that as as false. That would be correct. 2-2. Two, two. Jacob guess. No, I don't know what we're doing at one time now. We've changed the game. <laughs> oh, is it, just, is it just on Josh? Yeah. Joe came up. No, no, it's, it's on both of us. So we go one at a time. Okay, is there any more? That was yeah. actually the name of a, of a Marvel supervillain. We've done the same thing. Okay. Okay, next one, Jacob? Yeah. Gobbledygooker. Yeah, that's true. That is true? Yeah. Oh, man, I would have said false that one. It's a good <laughs> thing I didn't answer. Okay, three, two. Let's hear it. Yes. Sorry, I thought you could count. <laughs> I was like... No, 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 no. No, no. Two, okay. three. Next one? Yeah. Hypno Hustler. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hypno Hustler? Was that? Yeah, okay. Okay, so it's it's still three, two to Jacob. Okay. Ready, Jacob? Yeah. Kangaroo Jack. Uh, that, that is false. <laughs> that is false. Very false. Okay, so, so four we've got two. two left, so one more each. All right. Okay, ready? Josh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. True. <laughs> Three, four. Can you beat me by two points okay. is the question. Last, well, yes. There's <laughs> only one, yes. one point left. Yeah. Ready? Disco Inferno. False. Oh, okay. So it's four three to you. So you still won. Well done. You still won. Well done. Some of these names, like especially if they're like, I don't know how big of wrestlers or in the industry they are, but I'm like Hornswoggle was pretty big. Well, not pretty big. Well, he's actually tiny. But, <laughs> but I, mean, um, I feel like you could just pick some real name just of some kind of low key wrestler and uh, kind of get away with it on that one. But mm. no, well done. Great game. Uh, and now we get on to the bulk of the episode. So. I want to know what your wrestling journey has been like so far and why are you qualified to be on this podcast? Are you the best wrestler in Exmouth? <laughs> That's a <laughs> 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 
No, I'm not the best wrestler in Exmouth. Oh, so why are you on this podcast? Um, because there's likely other people in Exmouth mm-hmm. that have wrestled longer than me because nice. it's quite a big sport. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I would argue that I'm qualified from a viewing perspective and a personal perspective. Mm-hmm. I started watching wrestling because I saw it in a Tesco, in the big Tesco in Exeter. And um, I thought it looked pretty cool because there was a guy with a mask. He's called Rey Mysterio. Oh, yes, I've heard of him. Well done. Very famous. And um, I saw that and I thought, why not buy that? Well, mm. dad, buy this for me. And um, he did. And so I got home and I started watching it. And since then, that's 2014. Since then, we bought the we bought the streams for it. And I started loving it. Yeah. And I made a friend in year seven. Um, Name dropping or uh, he's called Jacob Sterry, and you're Jacob Perry. I'm Jacob Perry. That's very funny. And we and we started talking about wrestling together. We started going home to each other's houses to watch wrestling, and then he's (laughs) sorry. I don't know why that popped into my mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite romantic. Yeah, it was lovely. It was romantic. and yeah, um, it was sweet. Yeah, we loved each other. Yeah. Um, Do you anymore? Like, loved seems kind of like you used to. <laughs> oh, man, is this a touchy <laughs> subject? Um, so, yeah, your wrestling journey so far, what experiences of it do you have? Um, well, I you? went into a wrestling company when I was in year eight called LEP, which is based in Torquay. Mm. And that was once every Wednesday. And um, me and Jacob both went to go and do that and it's it was a lot more physical than I thought it would be mm-hmm. I thought it would be um mostly just here is another kid my age just take him down to the mat and pin him but you start every single a pin is a one two three yes shoulders yeah, have to be on the mat yeah. um Every single session we started was about half an hour of a uh, exercise and I wasn't the most athletic exercisable is that word? athletic kid you weren't the most yeah fit. well I was top set PE actually were you? yeah okay. you were in my set I don't remember it was uh, a long time ago uh, <laughs> but we um, we did like push ups and stuff like that and uh, for the last hour and a half they were two hour sessions we'd get taught basic skills because obviously we were young we weren't allowed to do like backdrops from the top rope which is where you just fall from the top Slam onto your back. Yeah, I'm interested later on hearing how these things are done safely. Oh. Um, I think maybe we should clear up at the beginning of the episode. Wrestling is a performance. I think some people take it to the point where they're like, oh, it's just so fake. And it's like, well, yeah, you're acting. Are you? Um, Well, this is... I've got so many answers to this question. Mm -hmm. People say wrestling's fake. Mm -hmm. And... It's not the wrestling. Well, yeah, wrestling's fake, but it's staged. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it fake. A fake thing is where you go out. If you if wrestling was fake, you'd go out there. You wouldn't touch the other person. Yeah, yeah. but you do. They're and still people, doing the moves. Yeah, they're still it's doing all the moves. Happening. People break their legs. I'll, I'll tell you about some like horror stories that happened at LEP. That's fun. Um, but people break. People have died in wrestling. People, really. Yeah, people have died numerous times in wrestling. Nice. It's it's not fake, it's storytelling. You wouldn't go up to someone there was this is a story actually. There was a person on holiday yeah. and I was I was what, nine, ten, I was wearing my little John Cena shirt, John Cena hat, John Cena joggers, and um this guy who's about probably about our age when I was about ten, he came up to me and he said, You know wrestling's fake, right? 
Oh man, to a little ten year old. To to, to little me, and I knew. Yeah. Because it's well, people aren't smart for saying that. They're not. They're not breaking my heart. That. Yeah. <gasps> really? It's oh, fake. Man. No. Um, I said to him, which is probably the best thing you can say to someone that says this. I said, I say, what's your favorite film? And then um, this person said Star Wars. Love Star Wars. And um, I said, all right. I was 10 years old, by the way. And I'm pretty yeah. proud of myself coming pretty, up pretty with this. Pretty smart 10-year-old. I said, like, all right. So what do you like about Star Wars? I think my mum stood next to me. And she knew. She, I've said this to people before, <laughs> so she already knew what I was going to say. And she was, he was like, well, the gunfights are cool. And I said, you know, the gunfights are scripted, right? God. And you've, like, changed the whole, like... <laughs> A, a concept of, of Star yeah, Wars you've um, ruined it for him I was like you know the, the story in Star Wars that's written down by yeah. someone and mind blown yeah and that's the exact same with wrestling it's the best part about wrestling isn't the wrestling that's not what I love about it it's the storytelling mm-hmm. and so you're imagine theatre yeah or a movie or anything you've got a story mm-hmm. in pretty much every piece of performance has a story mm-hmm. Um, even in dance, you're telling stories. Well, well, you should be because if you're not, then yeah. it's like, what am I watching? But with all of them, the stories are as long as it lasts. So some films are a few hours, some drama pieces are a few hours, some yeah. dance people are a few hours. With wrestling, the stories have to be once a week, every week, the same story, and it could be years. So the writers have to keep a story going. For There's a story at the moment called the Bloodline Story. And that's been going on for three years, once a week, every week. Mm. And that's impressive. Because when you watch the the really big kind of WWE massive arenas, whatever, uh, the shows that that continue, like the, because it gets kind of scripted in, it's all written down. Yeah. Right. Um, when some character beats another character, it's like, that is a massive thing. But they don't tour that exact moment round, do they? It's like that's the one thing that just happens at one time and it's like, whoa, it, you weren't expecting it. If it's a televised show, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they do it once, they move on to the next story. Sometimes the story continues. They have the bad guy wins and the good guy wants retribution or the good guy wins and the bad guy wants retribution. They have another match. Mm-hmm. Someone wins until the story's over. But there's these things called live shows, which they just do. Like I went to them in Butlins <laughs> and that's just the same matches over and over again. Mm-hmm. But because they're live, they're not televised. You don't know who wins. Okay. And they, they're just like little shows they do all around the country, all around America, everywhere. They try, they're well-traveled, these wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And um, going back to your earlier question with my personal wrestling experience, that's what got me interested in going to see it and wanting to do what, I, do what they did. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really acrobatic, Nice, um, I like that. You'll, I'll talk to you about the acrobatics of it later. It's, um, but yeah, so my personal wrestling experience was I did that for a few years and in the end the company closed down because they didn't make enough money. Ah, um, but um, Jacob Starry is still doing wrestling. That's good. I'm going to go see him in Exeter oh, doing good. his wrestling in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't think I still want to like pursue it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like, I'm proud I did it. Yes. And um, I did shows to You had a people. character as well. I had a character. I had two like, characters. Tell us about the characters. Uh, my first character was called Hellboy Jake. Okay. He was a, he was a man from hell, risen up. and um, Lovely. <laughs> and I was a, it was a bad guy, a heel in the wrestling business is what you call them. Okay. And, um, but that didn't really work out. I was like, what, 11? Oh, I, that's I didn't really know how to like, yeah. do storytelling with a character, character development, character building. 
But my next character was called Crush Kelland, and uh, yeah. he was a surfer. This. Know about this one? I like that little thing he just did there. Yeah. And my finishing move. Oh yeah, I've actually asked a question on here. Uh, tell us. Was called the splash, or in other words, splash wipeout. Oh, that's a very good name. And uh, a wipeout is when you're surfing and you fall over on the surfboard. Mm. And um, yeah, my whole thing was I was a surfer um, because I knew about surfing and I like surfing and I went in to include yeah. that in my. Did you, you have a lot of freedom? Jump from like the ropes with a surfboard on. That's the my finishing move. Oh, that, I, I wait. We have a thing called a ref bump, uh-huh. which is scripted. I'm afraid, <laughs> and the referee gets knocked down, and I'm like, oh no, the referee's knocked down. But Crush Kellen, people uh, people liked him, but he was a bit of a cheeky guy. Okay. So what I do is I get my little bodyboard. I put it on top of my opponent. Mm-hmm. I'd run to the top rope and I'd jump on them, <laughs> belly first onto the bodyboard, yeah. get the bodyboard out of the room quickly, wait for the referee to get up. Bam, one, two, three. I'll show you after the show. I'd, I'd love to see. I'd love to see. Where, where can the audience find it on YouTube? Uh, can you find it? You can. It's uh, just search up Crush Kelland and it will most likely be there. Crush Kelland versus Hot Shot. Huh? With a K. With no. A K. Crush with a C, Callum's with a K. Nice. Versus so how do you do these things safely? Because I see people do like flips, landing on other people, like from the top. Like, how can you do this and still keep your body healthy and out of injury? Because I'm sure that happens, but the aim is to be able to do it so that you can do it the next night or to walk the next day. The honest answer is you never know mm-hmm. whether... You're going to try and do everything as safely as you can. The main, the, the your main goal is to not to properly hurt your opponent. It isn't boxing. It isn't uh, UFC. It's wrestling. It's entertainment. It's not. I'm going to hurt the other person. Wrestlers are friends. They're all friends. Or well, some obviously aren't. Yeah. Don't like each other. But when you're telling a story, you're friends. So if you want to perform a dangerous stunt. Um, say you're doing a moonsault from the top rope onto someone that's a backflip mm-hmm. and land on them you're not 100% certain you're going to break your knees or you're going to break their knees but you know the technique and there's things called front bumps and there's things called back bumps there's things called side bumps um, back bumps is where you fall in your back and you slam your arms backwards like that and it basically the sound of your arms slamming the sound of your arms makes the audience feel as if it's really impactful yeah. but it also softens your landing a little bit it breaks your fall okay. a front bump <laughs> you land on the floor like that okay. you, you land on the floor like that yeah. <laughs> um, and it also breaks your fall mm-hmm. but it still hurts it all still hurts yeah. and a side bump is pretty much the same as a back bump but you do it to the side instead where's he gone? oh he's on. yeah it's going to come on and off it's not charged properly um, so about the choreographic process, yeah. how do, so from an amateur level, the shows get created uh, and how like, do you work with each other, like collaborate? And then from what you know, as a viewer, the big shows. So from my experience, yeah. um, my trainer would pick the matches for the next show. Okay. Danny Walsh. <laughs> He's not dead. He's just. The light is though. Yeah. Again. <laughs> He's, he's just moved on to house sales or something like that. Sure. All right. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all, we all tend to move on to house sales in the end. Yeah. Real estate. It's where the money's at. 
it is. Um, but yeah, sorry, continue. Oh, yeah. What's the question? Uh, about the choreographic process. <laughs> the choreographic. Um, match level. So he would pick the matches and me and whoever the match was against at the time yeah. would train for the match. And once a week, we would plan our match out like spot by spot. A spot mm. is like... A spot is like the order that the match is going to go in. So I'm going to grab you in a headlock, then you're going to reverse that and slam me down with a bulldog, which is a wrestling move. <laughs> yeah, so do you learn the moves? We learn the moves. And then they can... Yeah, we learn like the moves list. once a week. They can like list which moves are going to be in what order. Yeah. So we, we've we been trained like all the moves. We weren't allowed to do like, because our bodies were still growing at the time. Mm-hmm. So we weren't allowed to do big wow spectacular moves we were meant to have a basic wrestling match to show our friends and family and when we were 16 or something we were allowed to progress on but i don't think i did it past the age of 16 so Mm -hmm. i never did that but um so we'd plan it spot by spot and we'd be very careful but this one time this really bad thing happened (laughs) it was pretty traumatizing okay i was put in a match with a guy called brad brad and he was a uh, he was lovely. I really liked him. And we had one move where we were planning it. This was a f- about a week before our show. Okay, it was called an armbar, and it was we they use it in UFC, um, but we do it a bit more safer than that, so we don't snap their arm. Yeah. But but <laughs> in this case, I accidentally did break his arm. Oh, Jacob! <laughs> but it wasn't, and. It wasn't like my fault and it wasn't his fault. It was the ring. We didn't have a properly well padded ring like WWE have. Mm. We had wooden boards and a mat and that was it. That sounds safe. And as we both fell, there was a little bit of wooden board poking up and it split his arm into here and he, he couldn't do the show. Yeah. So I had to plan a whole match with a random guy I'd never met before. This is the one on YouTube called Hotshot. He was 17 at the time. I was about 13. Wow. Before the show, it took about three hours to choreograph mm-hmm. and um, to storytell as well. We had to tell a story within the match. That's our, that's that's our main goal yeah. to tell stories, not to well to wow the audience, but to also tell a story. That's mm-hmm. that's what wrestlers do. They storytell. And um, so I did that with him, and it worked out really well. And I'm not saying I'm happy Brad's arm got broken, <laughs> oh, but I am saying that the match that I put on with this 17-year-old hotshot yeah. was a lot better than the match me and Brad had planned for our... Poor guy. But with um, from choreographing from a professional, professional perspective, yeah. they don't plan... They plan three spots. The beginning, the middle, and the end. The beginning, normally the bad guy has all the heat on him, mm-hmm. and he takes a lot of the moves to the good guy. He... um pretty much demolishes the good guy mm-hmm. and so they plan that bit and then the rest is like chain wrestling which is like just lockups which is where they go like they kind of hug each other so is, this, is that more improv it's more improv they imp- interesting they improvise it but obviously you could if you listen carefully you can hear their call outs in the match like uh-huh. clothesline which is bam they you can hear their call outs in the match mm-hmm. and um You've got the middle, which is where the good guy starts getting his heat back. Yeah. And he gets hyped up. He Creates hypes some excitement. He hypes up the audience. They stamp their feet. They clap their hands so the audience participation can join in. The audience can feel like they're part of what's going on. Yeah. And um, the end, which is all planned. But 
the most bits in the middle, except for maybe a few spots that they might want to do, is all improvised. Which I is, didn't realize that. That's which is what is like, because yeah. re- I'm guessing with dance, that's all choreographed. Well, usually with dance, you'd have a whole performance choreographed, and some new modern quirky creators might have a section where they go, kind of, you can have some freedom for like four eights here. Or if that is ever the case, and it's not that, it's usually because a choreographer's been a bit lazy, aka me, and then I just say, well, just improv for like this little bit when whilst you get over there, and then we'll continue with it. But usually, no, it, everything is completely set. You would never have anything improvised. Um, and again, like we were talking about for the last episode for for films, um, like actors could improvise things, but I don't think you're ever really told as an actor oh, this scene has to be improvised for the camera. So it's very interesting that in wrestling that that you can do that safely as well. Yeah, well, safely as you can. Safely as you can. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's still not high risk, but a good risk of getting injured in improvised sections. Mm-hmm. And um, But those are the three main things that you plan, the beginning, the middle, and the end. Yeah. And um, besides that, go ham. Got some freedom. But obviously, when like I did it when we were younger, it was all choreographed. We didn't know how to improvise. Yeah, I mean, there's risk of injury and everything. I mean, people in dance and uh, acro and stuff are always getting injured. Yeah. Uh, on film sets, you'd like to think that the that there wouldn't be industry like the risk assessments have been done, but there are these cases where something happens and it puts an actor out of. Oh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, yeah, on um, on that Western they're filming at the moment. Well, I heard, I heard something about that, yeah. but I don't know too much about it. He thought he had a prop gun, and so he was pew pew. But the gun, it was a, it was a prop, wasn't it? It was loaded with lead or something. Um, I think the the prop master had accidentally loaded in real bullets when he was meant to load in blanks. Yeah, and so he was that just is shooting around, terrible. and he accidentally shot one of the cinematographers. That is and actually so terrible. A cinematographer isn't exactly a dangerous job. No. So that's just a really big dead surprise. Dead or is he in recovery? She's dead, yeah. She's dead. She he also hit the director, but he, he recovered. Oh, yeah. man. That's got a really damaged reputation. Has that movie come out? Uh, I don't actually know if it's been cancelled or not. It was called Rust. I think it might still be coming out. He's in, have you seen Friends? Yes. He's in Friends. He's Phoebe's boyfriend that's really energetic. He's like, this table, this display. Well, I haven't seen it in a while. Friends. Um, I think if I saw a picture, I'd, I'd definitely recognise. Yeah. Um, in your personal opinion, how would you compare it to dancing and acting? Obviously, I've said kind of a little bit what I think, but what would you say? And anything other, or if you can expand from what's already been mentioned? Well, acting-wise, um, that's I'd, I'd argue that's the main part of wrestling. Mm. Um, you need to be able to go out there and get the fans on your side, and you can do that through like spectacular moves, like doing triple backflip off the top of a steel cage and landing with someone but there's no point in having those skills in your repertoire Mm -hmm. if you can't get an audience to be on your side and you need to be able to do that by being having a good charisma on the on a microphone and that's where acting comes into play tell me about the microphone part of it in wrestling the microphone the microphone is a bit weird (laughs) they come out and they talk to the audience or they talk to another person in the ring with a microphone and that kind of breaks the third wall of it a little bit Mm -hmm. that's a bit that I've always struggled to like look around 
but it's the only way that the audience are going to be able to hear them. Okay, fourth wall, right? Is this fourth? Who cares? Third. I mean, wrestling has got to be like fifth, surely, because you've got all four sides. I guess so. Hmm. It's how he addresses the audience. Yeah, no, I know it makes sense. Right. It does make sense. My bad, sorry. Sixth wall then. Sixth. All right. So it kind of breaks the sixth wall a little bit, but it's the only way the audience can be able to hear them if yeah. they hold a microphone up. And if you want to play a bad guy, you've got to be able to act as a bad guy. Mm. You can't go over there and be like, yeah, so, well, I hate this thinking city and I hate all of you people. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've never liked you guys. I've never liked Cleveland. I don't like Cleveland. You've got to be over. you got to go over there and be like, well, I'm not going to do it. But like, uh, <laughs> camera shy. Yeah. But you've got to go over there and be like, you've got to create a gimmick. Have his power. And you've got to have a power. You, you've got to have an authority if you want to be a bad guy. Yeah, you've got to. Sure. You've got to actually be able to act, mm-hmm. which is what works with uh, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, fa- very famous case of yeah. wrestler turned actor. Wrestler turned actor. He was a. That's he, where The Rock came from, right? Yeah, the, Rock, the Rock was a wrestler, and he had an insane amount of charisma when he was on stage. He wasn't a good guy. He didn't. He wasn't a bad guy either. He was just a loud mouth. Um, Shut your mouth. Was he one of those people where you could have? Different people could have different opinions on him. So one person would be like, oh, I love The Rock. And one person would be like, nah, he's... He was, but everyone loved him. Oh, okay. okay. So he'd have this uh, he'd have this thing that he'd do all the time. Like, he'd, he'd, he'd ask you a question. So I could be like, so Josh, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of this monster? It doesn't matter what you think of this monster. And he'd, <laughs> no, do, he'd do that. That, and that, that would like wow the, wow the audience. Yeah. And he'd have, he'd have little like jokes like that. Mm. And that would be his charisma. And that was because that was so good. Yeah. Everyone loved him. Yeah. But you can also have things like that that are bad and everyone hates you. Mm. So a good way to get heat is to be put in a rivalry with someone who has, like, what The Rock had. So, The Rock had a rivalry called, with someone called Vince McMahon, who was the actual CEO of the business in real life. Nice. And he also had a rivalry with Stone Cold, but he was a bit like The Rock, so everyone just loved the two of them. But with uh, Vince McMahon, everyone hated him because he was like, I will fire you, I will put you in hospital. Mm -hmm. And that acting... Vince McMahon is not a nice person, by the way. Okay. And he, he no longer runs okay. WWE. Okay, so back to some of the questions. Uh, Jacob, importance of flexibility in wrestling. I feel like it's got to be important because who knows what positions you could be thrown into. And if you're not flexible... Are you all right? Yeah, okay, then. We're recording a podcast. We're, this is, this no, I was laughing at the podcast. Oh. This is a very professional What's environment. What's wrong with flexibility? But I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> no, that's. I think that's a fair point. And being yeah, there is some important. weird positions in wrestling. Well, I mean, Logan Paul, for example, can oh, do yeah. the splits, which he I can was do the splits. Very surprised at. Um, so he's yeah. brilliant. He's probably one of the most athletic people that they've got. Really? Well, when he started wrestling back in twenty twenty one, I wasn't watching it when he started. Well, I was, but I took a break from it because it wasn't that good during okay. the lockdown. I mean, when he started, I was like. Is that Logan Paul? Mm. And the wrestling community hated him mm. because, I mean, they still, they, we love to hate him now because no matter how much you say, look, you can't wrestle, he's trash, you really can. I've seen comments with very much, 
what you've just said there, where they've gone, damn, I didn't want to like him. Yeah, but he's good. He's 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 a performer. He's possibly top three best af- like athletic people WWE have. He's insanely athletic. Insane at gymnastics. Mm. He's doing moves that most WWE superstars couldn't do in terms of athleticism and he does like mess up here and there because obviously he's still a rookie he's not a veteran at it but he's still like I saw him live in London and he was one of the people that just constantly drawn to and the crowd in London loved to hate him like Mm. even when he wasn't like doing anything in the match he was just lying down and other people were fighting because it was like an eight man match yeah wow people he still had everyone's attention the crowd was still chanting about him like Logan Zawanko and um so even though he's like hated yeah he still gets all the attention when he's in the ring because Mm. he's such a big name I mean he's come from a performance family him and Jake were both in Disney Channel yeah I mean they've, they've come from that and it's very privileged place, I must say, kind of doing that as a child. It just leads on to then him doing YouTube and now kind of yeah. doing this boxing and wrestling. And it kind of is it all kind of links together as but at the end of the day, he's a performer. Yeah, he's and he, he's he's brilliant. He's, he, he plays a heel. He plays a bad guy. And like I was saying earlier, like you've got to be a bad guy. You've got to be a good actor to um, get the crowd to hate you. Yeah. And the crowd, him and this guy called Dominic Mysterio, they have the most heat in the business. The crowd hate him. And it, I was watching an interview with him, um, him and Seth Rollins, who's a big wrestler as well. And he was saying at first when he came out, when he first started, he was really upset that the crowd booed him. And he was like, oh, well, I thought they'd kind of like me and I don't I don't understand why they're booing me. I'm kind of trying to like get them on my side. I'm trying to, mm. I'm showing them all these cool moves. I don't understand why they like me. And now he, then he said after that, but now after he's done it for like a few years, he's he's embracing it. Mm. Well, that's what and that's what you do as a heel. You love the fact that the crowd boo you. Yeah. That means as long as you get a reaction from the crowd, then that's yeah. fine. Same with same with a uh, say if you were doing a theatre performance. Say if you're doing Little Shop of Horrors, for example, and the uh, the dentist came on and he was singing his "Cause I'm a Dentist" song, and um, <laughs> everyone was like, mm. "Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah." You want him to be booed. Yeah, a negative reaction sometimes yeah, is, you, you is want, a good reaction. You want... And Logan is getting the most hate in the business. But actually, it's a good thing. But it, it's a good thing. And he's a very like, flexible guy. He's a flexible well. guy. He's good at wrestling. But no one's going no one's gonna to like him. Yeah. Because he's, he's come into something that, he, mm-hmm. he's, that other people are more passionate about. Yeah. But no one's going to like him. But he's getting so much hate... And he's embracing that and he's That's mouthing good. off at the audience. That's good. And no, he's loved it. I like that. This question is about flexibility. About right? flexibility, yeah. So tell yeah, me more about nothing flexibility. About um, well, the best way to put it is you're, you do what's asked of you. Yeah. And if you're a professional wrestler, not, not with me, like I was doing it one day a week and I had to, go, <laughs> yeah. I had to like, drive half an hour to Torquay. Yes. And that was it. But if you were working for WWE or AEW, big companies like that, you travel around the world. Like like I said, I was watching it in London mm-hmm. and sometimes they have a show in London. The next day, they've got to be back for Monday Night Raw in like Chicago. So I yeah. think I've, I've seen loads of things about it. You've got to be with, I think you're, you're with your family like 100 days, 100 days of the year all around. 
Because, um, I mean, Logan's a YouTuber and is also doing boxing stuff. How do you think that works with him then? Logan isn't on it as much as... He's not full-time. Yeah. He's a part-time wrestler. He's not on it as much as... There are wrestlers that are on the show every week. Yeah, because he, he can't do that. He can't do it every week. Because of the way that he just is. If is. he did do it every week, he'd be the biggest name in the business. Damn. But he's not doing it every week. The biggest name in the business is like what, like John Cena, who's not doing it as much anymore. But um, yeah, he can't do it every week. Yeah. But the flexibility-wise, the best way to put it is uh, there's a film called Fighting With My Family. Uh-huh. And um, it's got uh, Florence Pugh. Do you know Florence Pugh? I know Florence Pugh. I know Florence Pugh. If you're watching, Florence, Florence, if if you're watching, I'll give you my snap later. Hi, Florence. Hi, Florence. (laughs) Oh, Joe's. Joe. Joe wants Florence. Joe's kind. She's mine. She's mine. I I don't mind. Uh, Really? uh, 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 uh. Florence Pugh. Totally into me. My my. You've seen no women. I've seen no women twice. You've been put in the place there, Caitlin. I've seen it twice. Uh, oh, wow, so impressive. <laughs> I've um, seen Oppenheimer. You were great in that, Florence. You were great in Oppenheimer. Anyway. <laughs> um, Little simp. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, so Florence Pugh, um, in Fighting With My Family, uh, explains flexibility really well. Um, she gets drafted to the WWE. She plays a character called, she was not a character, it's a, it's a biography. Is that what they're called? It's a story about another person, but someone else is playing it? Yeah, it's a biography. She's playing a real person called Paige. And she gets drafted into the WWE and has to move to LA or somewhere like that and do like an intensive WWE course to see if you've like got what it takes. Mm-hmm. And she struggles a lot with being away from her family for so long and to the point where she quits and goes back to her family and realises it's a dream and goes back and becomes WWE champion. But right. um, it, that film is probably the best way to show the... like. You can't have two brilliant things, I'd put it. You can't have be a good WWE. You can't be in WWE. Mm-hmm. You can. People do. Uh, you can't be in WWE or AEW or just a wrestling company traveling around the world nonstop and also be at home with your family 24-7. Oh, yeah, that, yes, it can't be done. That makes sense. Um, which is why lots of WWE superstars quit because they're constantly away from their children, away from their wives, yeah, away from their tough. husbands. So um, the flexibility... It's definitely a, like a sacrifice. You've got to sacrifice your family life to mm-hmm. be traveling around the world, performing people around all over the world, which is like insanely respectable. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, yeah, got, I'm sure for performers and like theater people that travel around the world as well, it's the same. Yeah. See you later then, light. The light has gone yeah. again. Uh, we're going to be upgrading some of the setup at some point in the future. Um, if you're wanting to donate i mean let me know on instagram and i can send you my paypal i've got a fiver uh, in my bag if you want do oh, that's great i should be paying you for coming on to be honest i'll keep it then but i don't have any money yeah that would be a payment uh, do you think i could do wwe be honest uh, see this is the weird thing about wwe you don't need to be a wrestler once again in this film fighting with my family you don't need to be a wrestler to be signed by WWE. Sometimes they don't even sign you because of wrestling. Mm. They sign you sometimes, um, they're, well, in Fighting With My Family, the movie. Mm. Uh, Soraya, who plays Paige, or Florence Pugh, asks the people she's wrestling with mess up a move and they said, sorry, where did you wrestle before? And she says, I didn't, didn't. I'm a model. Uh, one of them says, I'm a gymnast, I'm a dancer. Yeah. Hey. Exactly. So, as long as you've got the charisma mm. and you know like the basic stuff 
Like you can do gymnastics. You probably could if you're if they're looking for someone like that. Yeah. There are people in WWE that I'm better wrestlers than. <laughs> like my brother is a better wrestler than some people in WWE. There's some people in WWE that just can't wrestle. But they just have but the they have the yeah, charisma. The character. Um, so you could, yeah, I reckon with like your athleticism and gymnastics, you 100% could. If you, if you, well, I know, it's just, it's interesting. you could, but it would be very difficult. Very time consuming yeah. as well. Um, what other interests then do you have? I mean, you've already said that probably wrestling going forwards isn't something you're going to do much more of. So what, just about you now, just as we wrap up, uh, tell us more about yourself now. Um, what else do you want to do? What other interests? Well, Wrestling's like taught me what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, once it's not wrestling isn't a huge part of my life. I keep up with it on like weekly basis. Yeah. I watch. I don't watch all the shows, but I watch some of the shows. I used to watch them all, but um, I just don't really have the time for it anymore. Um, but the storytelling of wrestling and how the stories like made got me into films, mm-hmm. which I'm sure cameraman Joe likes. We <laughs> both did really well, Willie. We both did really well in our film exams. Really well. Really well. We both did really well. And um, now I'm going to move on to storytelling, which is possibly script writing. Mm. Just anywhere in a film industry where I can... Storytelling is just used everywhere now. Yeah. I mean, social media, um, like everywhere I'm seeing, you need to be able to tell stories. Yeah. People, that's what people want. And I love, like like I said, the characters I made... Mm. But what, like I said, with that Hellboy Jake guy, it didn't go too well. <laughs> but with um, Cross Kelland, mm-hmm. I started to make a character. And same with Fear, like, I love making characters. Yeah. So if I was going to move on into the film industry, which is the plan, I'm looking at apprenticeships, like, right now for it. Yeah. Um, it would be to, or theatre industry, I'm right. I wouldn't want to act in theatre, okay. but I'd want to right in it be like on the creative side yeah I really like the creative side of films and theatre and I I do like acting and like that's a drama and you're you're a very funny actor as well yeah but I do like yeah script writing or directing so I reckon WWE is actually or just wrestling in general when I was younger and WWE is like a big part of what made me want to do that yeah no that's really nice I like that so if you want to check Jacob out, his Instagram will be in the description of this video. If you've made it this far and you haven't subscribed, why? So make sure you hit that subscribe button, that like button, that notification bell. You're 45 minutes through. I don't know why you wouldn't have. Or uh, you, you will get wiped You'll get out. wiped out. He'll do his signature move. Yeah, I'll the get the bodyboard out, mate. Bodyboard. Yeah. So thank you very much for watching, everyone. Uh, we have been the Movement Theories podcast, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.